G&T Tea Distilled Gin from Cornwall, featuring Cornish Cream Tea Gin, 80 Days Gin, the greatest... What the hell's going on? You said we weren't going to sell out, Chris. Whoa, 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 Gareth, mate, calm down. Just use code PODCRAWL at the checkout to get 10% off and a free gift on the side. Check out where, Narlin? G&T Tea Distilled Gin. Follow the link in the description. Neville's been uh, Neville's been birthed. And, uh, Neville has been birthed. Neville's been birthed. He's a good IPA. He's like a B Tech um, Blue Moon. He's orangey. He's zesty. Um, he's very still. And I'm now on my 19th pint. So in, in less than 24 in, hours. No, in I worked it out. It's 27 hours because I started at midday yesterday. Um, oh, responsible. Yeah, responsible. Always, always responsible drinking. Um, so one pint got tapped. Two pint holly and I bag. So yeah, point number 19. So I'll be sipping on that throughout this podcast. What? He's a good boy. I'm proud of him. I don't know. I don't know whether to congratulate you to be sad for you. I don't I <laughs> definitely congratulate me. I feel. Um, he's a, he's a good guy. <laughs> Good. Um, that's 30 days of my life spent uh, mewing over um, beer in a bag. Um, and I've never been happy with the outcome. Good. All right. I might, I might give it a go now. No, no. Is this what middle class list is like? <laughs> Making your own beers. Yeah. Yeah. Pouring my own beer. Yeah. All right. So there we go. The uh, arc, the arc cool. of season three has been completed. Conceived a beer, brewed a beer, yeah, drank a beer. Done. Happy times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the, I mean, the, the, the pressing question isn't isn't how I've got on with fucking brewing Neville. It's uh, Gareth. How's the tiling? Yeah, it hasn't been done yet. It's, it's uh, they're doing all the prep work. Somebody dumped something in my skip today, so that wasn't very good of my neighbours. Um, but that's about it, really. <gasps> oh, it was an elite. You've what? what was it? What did they What did they put in your skip? I don't know. Some weird piece of furniture, and it had a bit of glass attached, and that went on my driveway. Mm, not very good, not very social. Um, but yeah, so that's my only excitement today, really. Some weird piece of furniture with glass. Do you mean a glass yeah. table? No, I don't know if or it's a table. It looks like it's one of those weird sort of things that has a corner shape to it. You know, it's like a weird triangle. Sh- I guess it goes, it's a corner piece. I don't know what it is exactly, because I haven't really looked that There deeply. you go, Narlin. That's what middle class sounds like. Ruin yeah, over the, the triangular corner furniture in my skip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking. It's not well, your um, skip, it's my skip, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true, true. It's true. I can't yeah. afford skip. I ain't got skip money, Gareth. No, that's true. Um, <laughs> it's the end of season three. Um, so thank you to all the listeners. Um, it's time to introduce season three's final guest, and I'm exceptionally excited to introduce my man. It is Mr. Johnny Murph. Good afternoon Welcome. or evening, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Good day, sir. How, how are you? Good now? day to you all. <laughs> fine, and you're all looking in fine fettle. I love the outfits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made a real effort today. Real effort. Red trousers and no top. Oh, ah, oh, beautiful, beautiful. That's a that's a six pack and a half there, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Six pack of Fosters. That's what he hasn't told you. Yeah. Or what? A Watney's Partney Seven. We used to call that in the old days, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> You're all too young to know whatever that meant. <laughs> As you could tell by our sheepish laughter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What is this old man talking about? <laughs> what is it? There's I'm no ge- records on the internet. I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely intrigued now. <laughs> Gareth, as our sort of intermediate. Yeah. I missed what he was saying. Sorry. I was like, 
I did. I was like, I was, I was just thinking about my skip and in a slight mood, I was just coming down from that. And I totally <laughs> missed that bit. Come, what, what was the intimate? What, did, what was the question? Now? <laughs> uh, no, never mind. I think we got the answer right there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's everything we needed to know, Gareth. I was just. Yeah. See, now, whenever I mention my skip, I sort of ponder which neighbour did it. So I'm sort of looking out my window at the houses, wondering <laughs> who the hell that would have shit, cheap corner furniture that would just throw something in somebody's skip. Anyway, yeah, so what was the intermittent? Come on, tell me, what, what did it's I miss? Like, it's, like a, it's like a mafia drug lord type thing where someone's messing with your patch. It is, totally. And you're, you're just constantly it, on the lookout. Yeah, it's like, it's like a dog just pissed on my lamppost. Um, if I was another dog. Um, what's it called? So what was the question, anyway? <laughs> I'm, I'm really intrigued now, and I'll just ponder that question now. <laughs> no, no, you've, wait, you've, wait, just, wait. you've just ignored the, the, our fine guest, Gareth, and not listened to the seven-pack <laughs> reference, because you're too busy sat with a Napoleonic eye monocle, eyeing up the neighbours, going, hmm, yeah. I wonder who throws the corner furniture in my skin. <laughs> Yeah. It's just not acceptable, son. You're, you literally, you're like the bloke from Mary Poppins sat up there firing a cannon off the roof. <laughs> I will as soon as I find out which neighbour it was. Um, yeah. Um, no, so what was, what was the thing anyway? Cause, uh, yeah. Well, the, the, chaps were, the chaps were just comparing six packs. And um, uh, as we we're doing it, I said, you know, in the old days, um, it wasn't so much a six pack, but back in the, uh, the old days, it was a Watney's Party 7. That's what it was called. And you probably don't know what that is, but in the again, back if you used to go to a party, you used to have to bring along obviously some beer. But the the beer that most people brought along was a thing called a Watney's Party Party Seven, which had basically seven pints of beer in a tin. And you had to have a special oh. you had to have a special thing to open it. Of course, never no one ever used to bring that. So you only used to have to kind of like get in there with a fork and a knife, and then the, the beer would go peeing all over the place and ruin somebody's house. Um, so it used to be a regular occurrence. Everyone used to kind of get one. Um, but basically, yeah, it was just a, a massive tin that you could um, get beer out of. And nobody really drank beer at the age of 13 or 14 when we went to these parties. But you had to bring something with you. But we all hated the taste of beer in those days. Uh, but uh, times have changed. I don't now because I've got one right where, here. <laughs> where do you acquire one? Like, it sounds like seven such an awkward number. Did it come in yeah. like a? Did, you, did it come in a carry all? Or... No, it's just like a big a... tin. It's a great big old tin made well, by what seven pints in it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... It was. It was kind of just yeah, and and you had to get one because you had to pretend you like drinking beer when you went to parties in those days because everyone, everyone would you know thirteen fourteen year olds uh, you, you kind of like have some somebody would bring along some beer and you have to pretend you really loved it but it actually was used to hate it. I couldn't wait to get to the lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why would you bring such a vast quantity of something you don't like? Well, because yeah, it was it was a thing. Everyone go, <laughs> yeah, what, what these party? Okay. You know, you're gonna get to go party. Yeah, you can get a what these party seven. Oh yeah, bringing one of those with me. Yeah, classic. And, yes, and then you bring it, and then you actually hope hope other people would drink it. Trade <laughs> <laughs> for lemonade. What's it called? Yeah. What is Watney? Is that a, is that a brewery or it's a, a place? It's a brewery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it used to be. I don't know if it still is, but it used to be a big uh, Watney's. Watney's used to be a big old name. Yeah. In which part of the country? Mm. Well, I was London-based, so um, I've got to assume London. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds London. I don't know. <laughs> sounds London. It does. Watney sounds London. You wouldn't like yeah. to do, oh, you know, I'm playing a Watney's Party 7, and you'd say it sounds Scottish. So yeah, what evidence? True. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. I can't. Well, maybe. Sure, it's a... Sure, it's a drop of the old Watney, sure, that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe it's a combination of your accent and the name, yeah. 
Get a tin of what needs it? What the hell was just, that, darling? Yeah. You thought it fairies drink or something? I mean, you're the mystical oh, yeah. Asian folk. Um, just, just spend the next hour doing, doing that in different accents, trying to yeah, <laughs> yeah, trying to trying to pinpoint where what exactly. comes from. Whichever sound of the most authentic wins. <laughs> hey, cracky! Well, we've got our Watney's party sevens. Um, Every guest, Mr. Murph, they name their three favourite pubs in the whole wide world. So we'll do the third favourite, the second favourite, and then culminate it on your favourite place to grab. Uh, okay. It can be a bar, it can be a pub, it can be a club, it can be an area on the street where you quite like drinking with the homeless. We don't mind. <laughs> um, whatever you want <laughs> to choose. Um, so, Mr. Murph, your third favourite pub? Well, my third favourite pub was a pub which was the first time I actually started doing social drinking in a work environment. Um, it was called a Crown and Anchor in uh, in uh, Drummond Street in London, near Euston Station. And um, it affectionately got shortened down to the wanker. <laughs> and um, effectively, <laughs> where are you going? I'm going down the wanker. And um, uh, and then you'd go down there. And But the thing is that also in Drummond Street, if you've never been down there, they've got some fantastic Indian restaurants down there, a um, whole range of them up and down the street. And um, we used to kind of frequent one. So obviously the typical thing, you'd have a few beers and you'd go for an Indian meal afterwards, which was de, de rigueur for this particular company I was working for. So obviously as a newbie, you kind of go into that uh, and, and, and then you go down the street. But I worked for this company so long that it got to the point that when I asked, booked a table in the restaurant, they would come and get me in the pub <laughs> to say it was ready. <laughs> and, and then I knew at that point I probably was going to the pub and the Indian restaurants far too much. But um, yeah, so I was I, I basically went through a very kind of uh, weight uh, weight I piled on a lot of weight during that period of time. So I was a, I was the same st- same height lying down as I was standing up. So, that, but I have <laughs> to say I, I loved both the, the the restaurants and also the pub. And every now and again, if I'm down in the Houston area, I will pop into the Wanker for um for a little snort. Um, but the last thing, sorry, I was going to say about that. The, the, the one of the reasons and memories that I really love that was one of the first places in London to have a video jukebox, and um, you could put on some music so you could hear the music and also see the video. Uh, and one night there was um, uh, there was a video by um, Weird Al Yankovic, who was a kind of a comedy pastiche guy. Yeah. Does a lots of famous pop songs and pastiches, and he did a, a Nirvana one, which he pastiched really well. In fact, it sounded almost like the record. What I'm yes, singing. that is that's the baby. And I put that on, and in the um, pub there were a couple of kind of, uh, I suppose, emos or uh, whatever the expression is for people who dress in black and like Nirvana. And um, they got up and started dancing around frantically to this song, much to the amusement of everybody else, because they didn't realise it was the Weird Al Yankovic version. <laughs> and <laughs> until about halfway through, and then they saw the kind of the one with a cow and a man with a mop bucket and stuff and they kind of went oh my god and they just kind of stopped and sidled off and just left the pub <laughs> and that's another reason that's another reason why that's my most my, my third most favorite pub oh, there we go <laughs> I, i'm a big fan but i i think you're a brave man mixing beer and curry <laughs> yeah i used to live yeah, on my own <laughs> used to go through the mattresses <laughs> yeah, oh i tell you what in, in dreamland bed shop down the road i was one of their best customers but that, that's for another podcast <laughs> so how did you come across it was it the work initiation like oh we're all going down it, the it crown and yeah it, it literally was basically you walked out of where you, uh, where the workplace was you turn left and 50 meters up the road 
was the pub. Uh, you, it was literally, you had nowhere else to go. <laughs> it was there. And you kind of went for a swift one, and the next thing you know, they'd be closing up. So we, <laughs> I did spend, I spent far too much money drinking beer and going to Indian restaurants, but having an absolute laugh in I, the middle of it. I like it, how so. you've been very clever. You haven't let it slip that your job was actually a driver for Houston. You were on Southeast Rail. But the nice thing was, because those trains are kind of, they, the tracks are kind of like in straight lines. You could just drop off. <laughs> As long you <laughs> wake up in Peterborough, jobs yeah, are good. Yeah, 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 jobs are good, and that's it. The automatic now, so it's fi- it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at the wanker, what what drink you choose? Oh, drink. Well, drinking then. Yeah, you see, that was because I was new to drinking. Um. Oh, sorry, somebody's uh. <laughs> no problem. Oh, it's I'm at home and somebody's phone. If you've got to get it, get it. Yeah, you've got to get it. That will just ring, and the answer machine will will just ring well, afterwards. Mate, so, who is it? Hold on, hold on two seconds. Hold on. Yeah. Do you know what I forget? Oh, I start, we always ask people yeah. to turn their phones inside them, but I forget. I haven't heard of a house phone. Oh god. Yeah, no, I got I got one recently and plugged it in just for the hell of it. Cause I had to get when I was setting up the broadband here. Um, sorry, chaps. No I'll do that. I'll do that again. Yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. Is it all good? Because if it's you all good. Technical, no, I, mate, I never, feel free. I never got there on time. Um. So. Um, what um, was the question? So, um, <laughs> you, you're down the wanker. Uh, what drink are you choosing? Oh, right. Drinking wise, um, the thing to have was bottles of pills. Mm. Um, so not pill, as in, yeah, no, sorry, that, let me just clarify. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, hold on. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I went to the Indian restaurant, you imagined it. Yeah, all. we just... basically, so uh, we were on hardcore drugs. No, no, we basically, um, uh, Holston Peel, there was a, this gives you an idea how long ago it was. There was, um, a Holston Pills with the, was the beer to drink. There wasn't any German ones, but Holston was. Was probably German, but it had okay. a good advert about follow the bear, oh, and there was a big furry bear that used to drink this stuff on television. And if you drank enough of it, you would see the furry bear. But that's another story. <laughs> and um, yeah, so so Holston, so you'd drink you drink bottled beer. Pints weren't the kind of thing. More bottled beer, that's what it was, to look sophisticated. Oh, it's easier to glass someone as well. And also, yeah, because there were quite a few fights. There was a, <laughs> too there many were, bears. Yeah, there was a local there was a local convent near there, and all the nuns used to come in for a pint. And I tell you what, they, they were get... a rough mob. <laughs> <laughs> I like a Holston pills. They're, they're the one in the in the yellow and green can with the guy riding the they... horse. I think. Um, it could well be. There used to be a bear on the front. It, they could have moved to a horse. They probably, you know, probably had enough of bear baiting. I suppose it kind of probably was not very popular in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, well, the tagline, follow the bear, caused a lot of trouble in Soho. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or or, or get, got you a very nice night out, depending on which way you want to look at it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, so how new was this video juice I quite like the idea it was a couple of decades too late was oh it's it, it, yeah it was TV oh no was this, this, I'm talking, see this is a long time ago I, I'm talking decades ago when I used to go to this pub okay so cool. it's so it, and it, funny enough, it's still there. Um, and um, it, they've 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 taken out the video jukebox, which was very upsetting. And when I actually left the company, um, we had a kind of I'd worked for this company for about seven years. And when I'd left, we we all of course arranged the leaving drink to be in this particular pub. And on the video jukebox, I sent um, somebody stood up in the middle and said, "Oh, John, can't, you know, Johnny can't be here." He said, um, "But he's left us a message." Then on the video jukebox. <gasps> I had a message no. <laughs> saying, sorry, I can't be with you guys, but I'm currently in New York. Um, but thanks for turning up for my leaving drink. I'm just doing something a bit more interesting and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, all these people are going, bloody hell, what a bike. <laughs> and then I kind of was in the pub and went, it's me, hurrah. And they all left. 
So that was upsetting. Um, and was a sad, sad last day. No, no, Hill stayed. But yeah, so the pub, because we knew the pub so well, they let us do that and just kind of, all these other people who turned up for a pint going, who the hell's this guy? <laughs> I just, I just put in some money for the fake Nirvana song. What's going on? Um, so yeah. That's yeah. sick. That, that is the level we want to achieve in, in our pub life, our pub career. That is beautiful. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, those, those, those days, unfortunately, are now behind me. But um, I have to say, um, the, the, the Crown and Anchor was uh, like, you know, it, it really was almost like, there were, I don't think I can remember a night I never went there. And um, it, and sometimes even the weekends, that's how bad it got. So, um, <laughs> there, yeah. Yeah. It's and, then, and then the nuns came. <laughs> yeah. Then, but yeah, when the nuns came, we just totally, totally bailed because uh, they were, <laughs> they were tough. Yeah. Hardcore. How much was a bottle of uh, pills or whatever? Now, drink that is the one thing that I, I, I can't. I, well, I earned so much money, I didn't care. Here, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, here is some money, and when it runs out, ask for some more. Now, I put my face now, on a video you know jukebox. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The jukebox, um, you put gold bullion in that. I, you know, I, I have no idea. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I just bought. I, I realised I spent a lot of money on beer but, and, and curries, but um, I just. No, I'd, I'll be honest with you, I can't even get, I'd be lying if I could guess, really could. Well, that's that's a good enough answer, because that means you didn't have to care about it. Yeah. As opposed to well, today's I, I kind of cared, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the crowd on Anchor, the third best place to grab a drink. Um, so, Mr. Murph, what would be your, your, your number two, your second favourite place to grab a beer? Well, my second favourite place to grab a beer has, is comedy related. Um, they used to, well, there still is um, uh, a, a gig uh, called TNT and that oh. runs uh, and that's where i came into to, to meeting chris was um um it used to be it's still run it's by a lady called summer wolf um and it's basically a a kind of a, a, an open night and you know there's about 400 get, um acts on and um <laughs> you've all got to bring along a, a, a kind of a guest and all that type of thing um however uh, it was such a fun night and you could do whatever you wanted and the atmosphere was so good that people really felt at home there. And I loved it. And it was, an, it was in a pub in um, Kentish Town called Toriano's. Now, that and is to be impressive because very oh, few people is... can name that pub, Mr. Murph. So hats off to you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's now called the Rosen Crown, which... Um, and it is in Toriano um, Avenue, I think, Toriano Street in, in Kentish Town. And um, basically, it, it was downstairs in a basement... And kind of the drinkers who used to drink are there would drink upstairs quite happily, knowing that they wouldn't be disturbed by all the people doing comedy things downstairs. And um, that's where I kind of cut my comedy teeth. And so I've got a lot of affection for that pub. And also, um, you know, the fact is that I kind of started doing my first MC in there. And, and then the pub moved to um, the Vine in um, Kentish Town. But Toriano's always, I loved the fact it was down in a basement, a bit grungy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I really, really loved that pub. And uh, it was just a lovely old ramshackle pub. And all the furniture was, you know, seen better days, but they glued it together and sellotaped it together. And you went in there and you kind of felt, yeah, this this feels like a proper London old school pub. And it was nice. Didn't have any glamorous things in there. The staff were really nice, you know. Um, just just a really lovely pub. And I'm, I'm sure it still is. I mean, I have done a gig there at the Rose, as, it's, as it's, when it's called the Rose and Crown, but it just didn't have that madcap Tuesday night feel that um, Torio, um, TNT used to have at Torriano's on, on a Tuesday. And it was absolutely superb there. Absolutely. the be I had the best comedy... That's really what kept me in comedy was just going to that night, even just watching sometimes. I just go down there and watch sometimes because there were just so many different types of acts from really smart acts to really dumb acts to really kind of people who just didn't know what they were doing, just want to stand up and say crisps. 
for five minutes. Um, <clears> so it was like, uh, or take out a spoon. Uh, my favourite <laughs> one was a person who took out a spoon and went, look at that. I've got more where that comes from. And that was my favourite. So <laughs> I, that was one of my favourites. That's genius. I, I don't know who that was, but I kind of, I loved, I loved it. And I thought, oh God. <laughs> but um, that, that Torriano's, yeah. Yeah, great, great there. And I used to... Um, Again, funny enough, I used to drink um, uh, bottled beers, but I used to go for the red. That's gonna that's gonna ruin my credibility. I used to like a glass of red wine, mm-hmm. and um, so I used to have a glass of red wine there actually. So uh, yeah, that was it. So the Torianos in, in Kentish Town now call the Rose and Crown. Fair. Wow, <laughs> that's a very that, good explanation. That was a journey and a half. That was <laughs> quite heartwarming. <laughs> Can you remember the first time you uh, you geeked there, John? Ooh. Crikey, O'Reilly! It's got to be about uh, about eight years ago, probably. Yeah, yeah. And um, eight or nine years ago, probably around that time. And um, I was absolutely terrified. And you know, you have a friend in the audience, and they hope that you kind of actually are funny. And um, you don't know whether you are funny. And um, and sometimes you go there, and people just laugh at the silliest things. And uh, but you find your feet up there. I did I did some rubbish. I did some absolute rubbish there. And I know that some people videoed it. Is one day it's gonna it's gonna come up somewhere. I'm gonna go. Oh my lord! But you know the, what? I didn't mind because the whole point everyone was in the same boat. But the, but the nice thing was, and, and I think that what I liked about that particular club was that you would go there, and people like sometimes kind of Henning Venn or Paul Chowdhury would be in there doing a little stint and then they would come up and talk to you as like like you were on the same level <laughs> and and you know that's amazing you quite clearly weren't <laughs> but nevertheless the fact that i think they respected the fact you went up and there have to have a have a you know and went up had a go and you know and but I, it was the first time i met kind of really kind of big name comedian type characters kind of face to face rather than see them on stage and they were just so nice and giving and chatty and talking to you and it was like you know that was a revelation because you kind of expect them to be a bit snooty but they with those two guys were absolutely superb and um in fact anyone i've ever met who's kind of got you know now on telly and all that kind of stuff and and doing really well in comedy has been nothing but nice and i've always been really impressed by that because i think they know if you do make it in comedy how hard it is to get to that level so because if you're all starting out in a venue with a furniture seller tape together you, you gotta yeah, be humble yeah, yeah well no but these guys had actually met they used to kind of pop in there just to kind of try out new things so they were they were already established they were already names oh, okay, and it's kind cool, of like you cool, know cool. so I, I you kind of like went there and go is that really and you went and then he got up and they did 10 minutes or and they just tried stuff out and it was really and it was good to see them um do it because then you realize that they also tried stuff out too and um yeah yeah so that was that was pretty cool so i, I did really like that so yeah torriano's was a was a a, a a really great place to go to and a really warm pub atmosphere was always fantastic i always loved it and, and and tnt was one of my favorite nights and i ended up going to that and emceeing it for quite a few years actually shout out tnt yeah yeah seeing bloody marvis oh god bless you god bless you <laughs> the checks in the post there <laughs> thank you <laughs> don't bounce this time yeah please <laughs> um gareth did you ever see any like live comedy in the good old days i used to go i used to live around the corner from the comedy cuff in old street so I used to go there oh. every Wednesday. They had the free night on. No, no but... you've got to love his mysterious life that he subtly drops in now and then. When yeah, I used to live near Old bizarre, Street, like what yeah. do you mean? What? what you used to live near Old Street in the good old yeah, days. Yeah, I, I used to live in Old Street. Yeah, just um, just around the corner from the comedy cafe for years. There. Is it a comedy cafe? Was it the one with all the pictures of Beano characters outside and everything? It was that's the Beano head office. What? That's the Beano head office. No, no, it was. It was. I think it was the. Yeah, I think it was the comedy cafe. I think it was called anyway. I seem to remember. I used to go there every. Wednesday, but yeah, I think that was where it was called. I used to see it quite often, but I don't remember who I saw or what because it was, yeah. <laughs> 
I did see. I actually saw Hen in Vain um, just before COVID. He was in um, Weymouth. I saw him play at Weymouth. Actually, <laughs> you were getting wow. ready. Everyone getting ready for London. No Weymouth. Yeah, I went to Weymouth. <laughs> and also um, in Didcot, they've got. I saw. I keep forgetting the names. I'm so bad at names. This is going to be the Stephen K. Amos story. Yeah, he was brilliant. He actually vomited. He went backstage to throw up halfway through the act. He was amazing. He was really good. Um, yeah, Did he still have that his... was the best part of the set. Yeah. Did he still have his microphone on so you could hear it? <laughs> no, no. He, he luckily, no, he was just sat there for about 10 minutes going, do we leave? Should we stay? Should we let him finish? I mean, it seems a bit bad. You know, he's done amazing. But then he saw about an hour into the gig, he was like, oh, I've got to go. I've just got to go backstage. I feel a bit sick. And then we're just sitting there for about 10, 15 minutes. And everybody's sort of going, hmm, is it more polite to just leave so he doesn't have to carry on when he gets back or what? But he came back on and he was amazing again. So, yeah. Um, who else did I see? What? What a moment. Yeah, that was beautiful. He was really I'm just good. so happy that you chose Torianos because the number of people now that I'm, I'm sure you, you may have found the same, like um, Mark Simmons, Ian Smith, um, people that are, you know, breaking into to telly comedy, always very fondly, you say, TNT, as opposed to go, oh, the old Torianos. Like, yeah. all yeah. the good people, they love it. And and it's almost a badge of honour for people to say, oh yeah, Torianos, before it was the Vine. You're like, uh-huh. <laughs> It is the sort of yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's like a secret club. So I'm I'm delighted you brought that up. I really am. (laughs) Does it still exist or not exist? Did you say it's finished? The pub, the pub, the pub still exists, but it's now a different name. It's called the Rose and Crown, and it's been um. Well, I think they got kind of they bought one new piece of furniture and um. They um, painted the um, bit downstairs, and I think gigs still go on there. Yeah, but it, the... I, I like to think they bought the new piece of furniture, of spare parts of the old furniture, <laughs> yeah, just in case. It, yeah, just in case it falls apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the but the actual comedy night TNT has been going strong for probably a, a best part of I think eight, eight or nine years now, and um, that now goes to another pub, which is just at the um other end of Kentish Town, so not the Camden Town in the other end, and and as if you're heading up towards um, Hampstead, and it's called The Vine, and it's run there. Which is a bloody good night. A nice pub. Highly recommend. Yeah. Cracking. Well, Crown and Anchor, TNT at Torianos. Well, now that I've gone mature and, and, <laughs> and a, a man in, in his in his last years, um, uh, I'm I'm <laughs> gonna go, I don't go I don't well I don't work in London anymore, so that is one of the big things stopping me gigging and going to pubs in London. But I have I live I live in a place called Leighton Buzzard in Bedfordshire, and oi, it, oi. it has way <laughs> mentioned in the mentioned the Doomsday Book. Um, if yeah. you ever want to get a sausage, that's where you and and um. The uh, sorry, I moved on. Uh, the, <laughs> the 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 place is really lovely. It's a lovely uh, kind of market town, um, and it's got lots of really great pubs in there. But there was one pub in there called the Black Lion. It's right in the middle of the high street. The people who took it over turned it from a bit of a kind of pub that you probably didn't want to go into into um, a lovely pub with lots of independent beers, independent ciders, scrumpy perries. Ooh, wow. um, they even they even built a gin bar in the kind of uh, garden outside. So if people want to go and have, uh, they've got about 150 gins and different things and different glasses. It's that I'm not a big gin drinker, but it is quite impressive. But the fact you can go in there and get some fantastic beers, perries, um, and uh, all kind of cask beer, as well as kind of any of the German beers and the import things in. They have a whole bunch of whiskies. It's a really good pub, and they have no music in there at all. It's literally, the only music they have in there is when they get a kind of a guest guy in, comes in with a guitar, and they have the local ukulele orchestra that um, that turns up on a Wednesday of and course. then starts kind of, of singing in your ear. <laughs> 
classic. Yeah, I've heard from them in a while actually, so it's good that they're still. It's not the ukulele; it's a ukulele orchestra. Yeah, sorry. It's kind of like a ukulele club, and they just turn up and they start, you know. Ukulelean. I don't know how, what exactly what the word is to use for that, but um, and it's just a lovely pub, and, and you can go in there, and you know, mostly everybody in the whole town kind of goes in there. So you're always going to meet someone you know, and you can sit and have a pint. But it's such a quiet pub that I do a thing for a local radio station. I um, mean, called Leighton Buzz Radio, <laughs> um, and um, yes, and uh, I, I whenever I have an interview, I interview people. I always bring them to that pub because it's nice and quiet, and they all kind of feel relaxed, and and you know, and you can actually record without having too much background noise in it. So. Um, uh, it's just a lovely, lovely pub, and I, and I defy anybody to go in there and go, "Cool, this is what a nice pub." It's got that old world feel. It's got a brilliant gar- beer garden out there, and the selection of beers and uh, drinks there is fantastic. And I always like a perry or a or, or a or a kind of a real scrumpy cider. So, oh, um, nice. so my more sedate. My 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 evenings now are more sedate <laughs> in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to pick you up on something you said. They turned the Black Lion into a place you didn't want to drink to somewhere you now want to drink yes what do you mean you didn't want to drink there what is this well it, it would be one of the it kind of a bit of a, a, a kind of a beatles pub as i would call it so you know you'd bump into somebody and they go yeah 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 one of those kind of places and um which was me trying to simulate a fight starting. Right, right. And, um... I, I thought it was a Beatles song. You bump in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves me, yeah, yeah. Shouldn't you be on a Wednesday, yeah. guys? Come on. Yeah, I'm used to working. I'm used to working with an older crowd. I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> the uh, and uh, you know, and, and used to have music on there. And you know, it it it's an awful thing to say, but sometimes you know, you can go to pubs and just a bit too noisy and a bit too loud, and people kind of all that kind of stuff. And there are pubs in town that you can you can be that kind of person. Sorry, I missed that. Sorry. At one of those pubs where you'd enter and everyone would stare at you like a super yeah. Like, well, you? the whole like Beatles pub and the ukulele orchestra makes it sound like an old place for rogue musicians before <laughs> well funny enough funny enough it is actually <laughs> they, <laughs> they do they do turn up there they do turn up there and even at an umpa band turn up there during their german beer fest Ooh, nice. so um it's, it's yeah it's that kind of place it's just it, they the people who run it have got a real love for being in a pub and also just different drinks and and trying to get things in and trying to do strange stuff. I mean, it's been obviously a nightmare with all this COVID going on for all of the bars. We've got some really fantastic bars. There's a lovely music venue bar in in Leighton Bus called the Crooked Crow Bar. And they have um, the same kind of sound system that they've got in the kind of um, the 100 Club um, if the hundred club still exists in, in Oxford Street, and yeah, it um, uh, it, it's an amazing sound system, uh, and they have um, regular bands on. Um, they have kind of uh, new bands. They got uh, tribute bands and all stuff. But it's it's all about rock, and and the people who love it are absolutely into it. And of course, business devastated. So, you know, all the pubs that are in town. I, I I've not been into a pub since March last year. Oh, and, that, hurt. that hurt. Yeah, yeah, that that. <laughs> I'm going to start crying now. Oh, I'm just, let me, I'm just going to hold it together. Hold on, boys. <laughs> that, that is painful. Oh. But, you know, I kind of, um, it really is the kind of, uh, when you think about it, I know that's just me kind of as a as a punter, but you time's up by the X amount of people that go into pubs. And also, you know, what are these guys, the fact that I hope they kind of come out the other end and, um, you know, try and do that. They've all been trying to innovate stuff by, you know, sending meat pies through the store and takeaway beers and all that kind of thing. But, um, you know, that's not going to really keep them going. So um, God knows how all this is going to end out. But the Malayton Buzzard have got some absolutely cracking bars and pubs. There's another There's another great bar. It's a tiki bar and in the middle of town. And the Ollie V's Tiki Bar. 
and you walk in there and it's like walking into Hawaii and you're thinking, what the hell is this doing here? And it's it's popping in Leighton Buzzard, isn't it? It's, 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 <laughs> Leighton Buzzard, a place to be. Come down, come to come along to see me. When it opens, we'll all go for a beer and, oh. and, and go to the tiki bar. Yeah. Um, uh, it's in, and it's amazing, and all and they've all been kind of trained. And the woman who runs it is a real character, and she loves the idea. And she gets in kind of like rockabilly bands and and Chantouses doing Edith Piaf stuff, and you know, and then kind of grunge, grunge psychobilly and all that stuff. It, it's it's a real kind of potpourri of madness, and um, but it's surrounded by this fantastic atmosphere and this amazing. But you walk in there and you and if somebody said to you, if they blindfolded you, popped you in there and you said, Where are you? You'd probably say Hawaii, you know, rather than kind of some kind of little kind of country town outside uh, just outside London. So um just outside the A five oh five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good road knowledge there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a fantastic knowledge of road you have. <laughs> what do you what do you think of the Toddington services now we're on that subject? <laughs> uh, do you know what? I've never stopped. I've always You've just never stopped. Oh, never stopped. Wow, never man. Stopped. Well, when you do a podcast about service stations, then get get back in touch. <laughs> it's almost what's going to be. Well, we, we all know. We all know. Number one is memory. Uh, number uh, and then limb. number two would be limb, limb services, uh, and number three for me, uh, I think, has to be um, up in Cumbria, the Teletubby place where the, we stop with the truck. Uh, is that oh. the one that over? It's like run by a little shop, That's and it one. overlooks the Lake District. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they sell little cakes and stuff. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, honourable mentions go to the new Gloucester build on the M5. Um, that's a lovely little service station. And um, the services on the M40 just for Oxford. I believe it's Oxford Gate, another cracking service station with a little bridge. Before I'd you throw get to a cheeky, no, although it's not a services, Solstice Park in there. Oh, Solstice Park is the oh, best, yeah. best place. But nice. it's not a service station, that's Solstice yeah, Park. That's it, I'd say it's the purists I'd, I'd don't like it. Cheeky. The purists don't like it. And the wagons struggled to do the <laughs> incline on the turn into the, uh, the co-op. Oh, uh, that's... You weren't expecting well, that, Johnny. You weren't expecting that's the a whole, detail see, That's there. a whole brand new show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you can't. I miss. You can't not go into a pub and hear some blokes talking about the fucking roads. So, <laughs> well, that's what I mean. You know, you kind of think it's the kind of thing you think. I want to go to a pub. I want to sit there, be eating me cheese and onion crisps and me pint, and hear somebody complain about the fact that they've kind of. Oh yeah, mate. I, I was. Coming up the A5, you would not believe the traffic. I was there. And goes, oh, I'll tell you what, a couple of years ago, I was there. People were kind of like, back in 1973, I remember I was on the A5. Yeah. You know, really? You were, but I want to hear that conversation. I, I want to go to a pub and hear people talking absolute rubbish. <laughs> I think, yes, the world is back to normal again. Oh, I did right. <laughs> um, you said that you enjoy a Perry. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Gareth and Narlin, Johnny's the first guest to enjoy a Perry or mention a Perry. And I'm impressed by that. But for uh, our, for our listeners across well. the pond, Johnny, you might want to explain what a uh, Perry well, is. A per- well, if you like cider, cider, especially scrumpy cider, it normally isn't fizzy um, and it's kind of still and, and probably cloudy. And um, and they make it, in Italy, they call it Claudia. But um, uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm here till Friday. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> But if you if you if you think I don't like the taste of apples, but I love the taste of pears, then Perry is the um, pear equivalent of of apple cider, and effectively it's 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 a, a cider that's made out of pears, and yeah. has a different taste. And uh, 
The thing about all these scrumpies, they kind of look fairly innocent, but they always have kind of high specific gravities. And, you you, you know, you really do have to watch yourself drinking that stuff um, because you can drink a couple of pints, say you're all right, wave to your friends and then crawl out of the pub and um, on your on your face. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> It's do. all right, everybody. I'm used to it. And um, so, yeah, but, but Perry is, is, is also um, a little bit, I think, a little bit sweeter. Is than it wasn't the, Baby Sham Perry? Was Baby Sham a Perry? Oh, you know what? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I want I, to I... say it was. It was made in Shep Mallet at the cider factory. So I would Ooh. wager that it was, but I, I'm also curious. But I, I'm it gonna... was. It, it was Baby Sham, Sparkling Perry, oh. Rude and Shep. Because I'd always known Baby Shep Sham as a Perry, and no, I yeah. just thought it meant a sparkling sort of a British sparkling wine. Oh. I never realised it was about pears. Oh, you're confusing so with Perrier. Yeah. Well, my, well, my mother revealed over Christmas that the Baby Sham factory, they used to have, oh, what, Johnny and Gareth is Magnum being a bell, or have I got that Yeah, wrong? yeah, Magnum's a... Magnum, it was apparently it? 13% a bottle, and it was basically the residue of the stuff they couldn't turn into Strongbow. <laughs> oh, God. I can't say oh, I Magnum, ever had man. that. They will come in the little glass bottle? Yes. Magnum Manitonic wine. Yes. Yeah, people used to drink that shit on the roads in, in, like, in Croydon and shit. <laughs> apparently that was like, it's absolutely yeah. lethal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, the it's a Jamaican drink, the Mag- Magnum Tonic wine. I think it uh, At least, might be the one. I just yeah. know it's 13%. It's like 16.5% yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, wow, but, wow. But dead cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's it's that's the kind of thing to get you just not to the point where you don't care about anything. Uh, it, it, I, I first encountered drinking. I used to go to the um, Great British Beer Festival up in um, Olympia, and um, oh, that's yeah. when I first encountered Perry's. And um, you, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to the Olympia British Beer, Beer Festival, but it's basically all the breweries and microbreweries all kind of get together in one place, and even the big names get there and they kind of brew special beers for the event. And it's kind of a UK version of the German beer festivals. And um, all of these places are there, but you can, you can actually buy them in half pints. And um, some places, they just won't serve you any more than two pints of it because um, it, it just will, you know, it will just mess your mess your life up. <laughs> <laughs> and what do we do so, now? Do we buy it by the gallon? <laughs> we, we do. We buy it wholesale. So yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, I've been, I've been obviously been to lots of pubs and bars and stuff, but I thought I'd pick three that kind of um, had some meaning in my life, really, uh, all the three stages of my life: the young work life, where uh, you know I was out every night and partying, and you'd probably from there go on to see a band somewhere, and and then um, the kind of Torianos, where I suppose I cut me comedy teeth and just had, had lots of fun, and then in me dotage, now me me local Black Line, where you know, somebody with a ukule- ukulele comes out, and, and and I think, wow, what a wild night I've had. So um, <laughs> that's it. that's how that's how the pub life that's how your pub can mark your lives. Pubs are important. <laughs> yeah. I still think there needs to be a battle of the bands at Later Buzzards at the Black Line, where all the artists come along. Yeah. And so I want to see if like an umpa band go head to head against the <laughs> the ukulele orchestra. <laughs> I want to see it all. Oh yeah. God. I once I once saw an umpa band do Pump Up the Jam. I don't know if you heard that song. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. There was this like, old guy with a beard. He must be about 90 singing, pump up the jam, pump it up. And all the bands going <laughs> in the background. It was absolutely, it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> I, it's probably the most amazing music, music experience of my life, actually, now I mention it. I'm actually kind of jealous, John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of really want to see that. I feel like my life would be yeah. incomplete to like experience that. Of all the that. gigs and festivals I've been to, I don't think I've got the same reaction yeah. as that. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Go. Are you even like in the dance move? I do a summation of those three pubs, but you did it so eloquently, Johnny, that, that I'm, I'm just not, because... You, 
Everyone means something to you, and I love it. So, well chosen. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Every guest tells the best story. We've had all sorts. We have had um, (laughs) running from the police shooting up heroin at three in the morning because they thought the police had turned up, but they hadn't. We have had people throw up on Jack Whitehall. We have had people be drinking with someone that won the lottery and then paid for their entire night drinking. So, we have gone from insane to mediocre to frightening. Um, So, your maddest pub encounter, pub story, thing you've seen in a pub thing you've overheard in a pub it can be anything right okay um that is a good question i I suppose it has to go back into comedy again um i once went to a gig that was run by a a, a comedian who um um, doesn't commit um doesn't come comedian so much these days but still is um connected with the world used to run a gig um in a pub near the elephant and castle and if you know the elephant castle area in london um it it can be um a bit of a fruity area Um, i think they gentrified it a bit but it used to be um no, it can it can be you know got to be a bit andy as they say around there and um not that i am <laughs> and um i did a gig where one of the comedians was a little bit unhinged and a bit kind of um dangerous beforehand and one, you know you know when people are beforehand and some people like to be in their own space some people like to chat away and you know they're not too fast they kind of take it easy he he was a bit agitated um and then when he got up on stage and started um doing his set somebody kind of like heckled him and he pulled out a gun <laughs> and um and he said if anyone heckles me i will shoot you and um no. kind of, i kind of laughed nervously thinking it was a bit of the act um but um to this day, I never knew if it was because when he'd finished, he just left. And um, <laughs> and, and when that was going on, um, another man decided that that was a, that probably the start for the madness at half hour. And he, during somebody's set, got up on the stage and bared his, basically pulled his trousers down, bared his bottom <laughs> and said, go on, everybody, laugh at that. And um, uh, and then, um, so they, they were trying to get him off the stage and he just kept t- just pulling his trousers down. And he had about five guys... Uh, and, and ladies at the bar who were absolutely trashed out of their faces, laughing their heads off. And the more they laughed, the kind of more he would jump up and do it. It was the maddest gig I've ever done and um, terrifying. And I couldn't wait to get, <laughs> get out of there. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, this this comedian, I can't remember his name, but he just literally pulled a gun out and just it's said... It's best not to name him, mate. He might come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. And um, and it was, that was, yeah, that was truly kind of... And that's why I always heard people said, oh, the Elephant Castle, a bit dodgy around there. So is and, this uh, near I, the Rockford Arms, i.e. the Weatherspoons, or is it down past? the charlie chaplin it wasn't no, the you have to see the weather spoons in every episode chris <laughs> no i'm just getting i'm just getting the geography right <laughs> so you, when you come out well it, it was it was um not it was there was the the kind of roundabout bit and then it was down one of those um roads that come off it. it was a little bit further in so it was a bit of a walk and um it was like obviously a local pub next to a big block of flats and I, i'll be honest i'm ashamed to say i can't remember it um but i remember um it kind of looking nice when you went in there but this one agitated man just um kind of like seemed very very weird but you know, as as you do in comedy, you kind of um, you kind of go, oh well, that was interesting, and then you kind of carry on. But <laughs> the the crowd, the crowd was scary. It was truly, a, it was actually quite scary the whole thing. Um, and um, I don't even remember what I said. Kind of, I'd like problem. to think he'd be more prepared with like you, you know, like if he's going on stage and having a bad one, like if he's dying on stage. And you'd use the gun as like a line. It's just like I ain't the one dying tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that would have been a great line. But... A gun. But it was just the way he said it that you kind of thought he really meant it. (laughs) He's had to carry that from his fucking flat onto the tube or wherever. And then imagine if I had to explain that to the police. Oh, yeah, no, I'm a a comedian. This is a prop. What do you mean? I am my show by threatening to shoot the audience. And that's that's the good idea. The bad idea is a man has been walking around with a gun, brought it into a pub, went mental and threatened the audience. Nothing good here. 
It's a good old American drinking experience. Did the audience no, no, laugh at that? What is the reaction that the audience should do oh, at no, that the situation? People, the people did actually laugh. That was the thing. Yeah, I suppose that's the best thing to like, do, no? So, so everyone laughed. And, you, and so then he kind of had this act, which was a little bit I'm a psycho kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of it wasn't particularly funny, I remember. But I just remember that bit. They did laugh, and I think they laughed a little bit more after that, just for the <laughs> just to get him off the stage. Just to get him off the stage. Yeah. Um, it was unfortunately we were only doing a five, and um, but I never remember the guy's name. I just probably didn't want to didn't want to do that. But um, he, that that was probably the maddest experience I've had in a pub. Um, uh, but doing doing a comedy, I, mostly I I'll be honest with you, I tend to have a lead a very boring life, and um, um, you know, so that is I don't really kind of frequent places where there may be stuff kicking off, and um, uh, but that that was truly that was truly an experience, and I, and I also said I will never ever gig in Elephant and Castle again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Narlin, sorry to put you on the spot. Well, I'll, I'll give you thinking time and Gareth as well. Um, the maddest shit you've seen at a comedy night or a pub or, or a night where, where there's an act on. I mean, I, I remember TNT, The Vine, years ago, four or five years ago, a guy who will remain nameless stood on stage, hammered a nail under his nose like a circus act, like hammered it in there and didn't tell a single joke. Just here's, here's, here's a comedian, he's doing five minutes, just went, do you want to see something? Wanged a nail in his face. <laughs> I thought, okay. And then at half time, everyone was ignoring him. Like, let's not talk to the man who hammered a nail in his face. I was like, fuck that. This man is a genius. Excuse me. Is that real? Or is that an illusion? He was like, oh no, it's real. Proceeded to once again, hammer the nail in his face. And then said to me, do you want to pull it out? Opened oh, his mouth. Wow. Opened his mouth. And you could see the other side of the nail on the top of his mouth, the roof of his mouth. And he went, pull it out. He says, hold it tight. And one firm pull, pull it out. And to this, I will never forget, as long as I live, that sensation. I, it wow. was unbelievable. And then he went, that didn't go very well, did it, mate, really? I went, not really, to be honest with you. He was like, oh, well. Went off into the night, never saw the guy again. I remember his name. I'm not going to name drop him, but the name has always mm. stuck in my head. I've never seen him since. <laughs> the guy that hammered a nail in his mouth went, that didn't go very well, and then fucked off into oblivion. God, wow. Have you ever yep. Googled him? Um, I have, and I, I have seen him do an Edinburgh show, and there was no body mutilation. So <laughs> I don't know if that was a phase or, or what. Uh, I don't think he lives a very professional life. Is like working in the tetanus jab. Yeah. He's just seen so many said... people covered in with nails in their face. Yeah. Like, I could do this. Well, I, just, with, I just wonder I how he, he, he's, I'm I'm I think he should have finished. A colleague who you know I'm talking about in that regard, Narlin. And we both asked him. We said, when? When? He went, oh, I read it in a Victorian book and I thought I'd give it a go. Now, that <laughs> wow. is some balls, isn't it? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm a bit bored today. I'm probably going go down the Halfords and just... Yeah. Insane. He, well, he, what he should have done to, to top it off at the end of that, he should have got a little framed photograph and just hung it on the on the nail. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> like the end with the end written on it or something. Yeah, that's the punchline he needed, wasn't it? That's where he failed. That, no that is it. Oh my god! Call, call yeah. him up and tell him that he could have with all the word applause written on it. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. That was beautiful. Or just, <laughs> just a little yeah. a little family of hammers yeah. just Ouch. beating up a nail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, um, my wit. Uh, mine was also at TNT. Actually, I remember it was it, for some reason it came back to me. It was just this guy. I can't remember. I wasn't really paying attention to his act because I was on as well. And I was, this is I was doing comedy quite early on, so I was kind of terrified. 
going on stage. And then I snapped back into the room when this guy was doing his bit and he was offering to throw out sweets. But instead of throwing out sweets, he threw out his old used boxes and pants into the crowd. Oh. Um, yeah. And then at the end, he was just, you know, scuttling around the audience trying to get them back and God. then disappeared. We never saw him again. <laughs> that was it. We. Uh, I don't even think he was supposed to be on the night. I've never seen a theme here, gentlemen. <laughs> the, the gun, the nail, the pads. Never saw that person again. So possibly yeah. incarcerated. It could be the same guy. <laughs> yeah, it could be the same guy, yeah. Well, but when we stop doing this recording, we can all just compare names. <laughs> <laughs> Going on a watch list. G <laughs> Fox, have you got one? I haven't got one. I'm sorry, you guys. I've just Aww. been enthralled in yours. Uh, yeah. Well, this, this is what you need to do, G. Thought you need to start getting into stand-up yes. comedy and doing some type <laughs> fights. Yeah. See, I don't spend enough time around them because I'm, I'm the only one who doesn't do stand-up. But there was one thing I was thinking, actually, earlier on in this. Leighton Buzzard, do you not have any comedy ca- uh, comedy venues there? Well, funny enough, I did actually, um, when I first kicked off in my naivety, I, I actually ran a comedy night in a local pub. And um, it, it kind of went for about a year and a half. And all the kind of acts that I would meet when I was working in... Um, doing gigs in London, I'd always say, do you want to come out at Leighton Buzzard? Because the, the pub guy was really good. And when they got there, it was quite near the station, uh, Leighton Buzzard station, and he'd um, prepare them a meal, like basically, you know, have, have drinks and all that kind of stuff. So he wanted a few pints. Nobody, funny enough, nobody really abused it. You think somebody, oh, 47 pints of creme de month, <laughs> please. But they, but most people were really good, you know, two two pints, maybe three, and, he, and he'd do them a little meal because um, they, they had a, a thing there and uh, and then they come and do the gig. It was an open night, but it was a really nice crowd. And uh, because his daughters went to college, they would bring their crowd, they would bring their friends down. The locals would all kind of rile in. So we used to get about kind of 30, 40 people in. And it's crammed in this little village pub and um, it was called Late and Live. And I did that for a bit. And then um, in the town, uh, Ollie V's bar, she, um, the lady runs it, a lady called Billy, she um, did a comedy night and... Um, I kind of emceed it a couple of times and also it was an act on a couple of occasions as well. And um, that was that was fun. But there's been nothing regular. Um, the Crooked Crowbar actually um, started doing a professional comedy night with um, a, um, Castle Comedy, who's quite big in the Bedfordshire area. And so getting uh, people yeah. in like kind of like Mike Gunn, um, uh, and uh, oh, well, I still don't I can remember actually. Uh, could have um, my brain's gone. And uh, Nathan Caton, people like like that, you know, big name, kind of big comedy names or names in the comedy world, and uh, to come down and do their kind of stint there. But it was like a proper pro night. And also, there's a guy who runs a thing called Barnstormers in the local theatre. But as in local open nights and all that kind of stuff, a, a few of them have, have risen. But as you know, with open nights, you have to work really hard to make them yeah. successful. And the ones out in London that was always successful, which were like, you know, G&B and, um, and uh, TNT, um, you know, the people who run them actually put an absolute shed load of work into making them successful. Uh, and uh, when, you, when you're kind of like out in the sticks, um, people don't. Uh, but, you know, and the club I ran, it, it kind of had a longevity for about a year and a half. And then it kind of faded out. And, um, you know, because it wasn't really, it was, it was, it was just a bit of fun for cutting from my teeth. And again, just MC and stuff and just getting acts out. But it, it was great fun and I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed doing some of the gigs in town. And because um, most of the kind of people who haven't been to London kind of all don't go to London much actually could come along and see me. And so that was kind of nice to do. But no, there's, uh, there, there are pro nights that happen actually in Leighton Buzzard, surprisingly, actually, even though uh, some really nice acts come along. Yeah. The trick is, the trick is you got to, you got to go for the London ones that's successful. You got to be the three letters. GMB, TNT. Yeah, that's very true. I you know what that that is that's a thing, isn't it? I crikey, I didn't think of that. That's the link. 
That's the link, isn't it? There we go. <laughs> so I've got to find I've got to find a, a comedy night which I can use three letters to describe it. A and R, something like that. That's the okay. same. When we make the link, we'll go back to the same person that ran away from us at every comedy night. And, it's a three stories, yeah. so it's probably done by the same guy. <laughs> one one bloke got the monopoly on open mic nights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are. So a quick rundown. We had the Crown and Anchor. We had Torianos. We had the Black Lion, and then we heard about the story of the Ellie Selly Gun. That's right, it's forever christened. Now. <laughs> the Ellie Selly. <laughs> the Ellie Selly Gun. Um, so Ellie two Selly. more questions for you, Mr. Murph. Um, yes. We've got room at the last order in our fictitious pub for your favourite. Uh, bar snack and your favourite drink. Now the bar snack, we're not running a posh restaurant. Type. We are not Michelin starred. This is the oh my gosh, I've had three pints of Perry and the room's starting to spin. I need something that's going to sober me up. Sharpish. So your favourite bar snack. A little. Snack. He wants a rotting pear to go. I want to rot the, the carcass of a rotting animal. No, I, like, <laughs> I I like a little. Um, I do, and that's that's the truth. But I also like um. Little little roast potatoes, Ooh. little small roast potatoes. Oh. So they're kind of like Ooh. not chips. They're potatoes that've been roasted, but they're small and they half the size of a chip, and they're all in a little bowl and they get put out. I love those, well, just, and they do, do do them very nice. Just the like snack. Oh, just sorry. Just potatoes, roasted potatoes in a bowl that you just eat. Like yes, crisps. I'm, I'm Irish. We love that stuff. Mm. And um, uh, yes, so a little how, roasted potato in a little bowl, a little bit like chips, but they're not chips. Yeah. They're roasted. Do you, do you dip salt and vinegar, or do they just come? Oh, a uh, little little bit, light bit of butter, little butter. Nice. Um, mm. Yeah. Enjoy. Nice. Nice. In, nice answer. Good. That's a you know what? That is a, we're doing this on a Sunday, and that's that's just <laughs> warm my heart. A bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's dinner sorted, gents. Good work. Lovely. <laughs> um, so, your favourite ever drink? It can be pint. It can be draft. It can be a bottle of Holston pills. It can be a fictitious cocktail. Anything you can think of, sir, we will put it behind. Well, um, okay. Uh, uh, those, I suppose really the first, um, uh, well, the first cider I remember the name of that kind of, um, and 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 it was quite cleverly named. Um, but um, when I went to all these different kind of beer festivals and I drink some kind of weird, wonderful cider, I was not one of these people that wrote down the name of it. So I couldn't remember. I knew it came from somewhere, but I couldn't remember the name. And then I drank a, a pint of a thing called Janet's Jungle Juice. And, <laughs> and that was a cider. I thought, you know, if I ever see that again, I will. I, and every time I've seen it, and I have seen it, it turns up every now and again. Uh, and, and I always buy a pint of it. And it's lovely and very strong. It was like about seven and a half percent worth, I think. Um <laughs> And what, uh, it was what called, colour is it? Because the... <laughs> it's kind of goldeny browny. Okay, I uh, I pictured sludge. Yeah, so... it's, it's kind of sludgy. It's it's, okay. it's a bit sludgy would be probably a more accurate description. Um, but it is absolutely lovely, and it, and it feels chunky when you're drinking it. So um, Perfect. yeah, is that <laughs> chunky wasn't a very appetising description yeah, of a drink. Yeah. I, may, I, may not, I may have not finished the potatoes. You're absolutely right, darling. I might still have a few of those in the mouth. Yeah. But so uh, no, Janet's Jungle Juice. If you ever see it, te- have a go. It's a love. It's a lovely cider and old school cider as well. Crack it's in. There we are. It. Mini roasties and Janet's Jungle Juice. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, to this week's guest and the conclusion of season three, Mr. Johnny Murphy. Oh, it was Woo! lovely. Thanks, guys. Really enjoyed it. Oh, cool. Thank, Thank you. Right. right. Were you um, were you really a train driver, Johnny? Sorry. Were you really a train driver? No. Uh, <laughs> I thought not. That's, that's why I didn't want to bring it up in the episode because I thought it'd be a no, and then I'd just be disappointed with you for the rest of this episode. Like no, I, finished, I, like to, uh, like... I like to dress up. I like to dress up as a train driver, but that's that's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Johnny, anything you want to promote and any yeah, sure like thing. plug? Well, um, if you don't mind, guys, I'd love to plug the fact that I do a 70s music show. It goes out on Leighton Buzz Radio, which is a local radio station to, uh, of course, Leighton Buzzard and the surrounding areas. But, you know, it's on the internet. So if you're listening in, then we are now your local radio station. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'll try, I've, I've used that a few times. And um, uh, it's um, effectively plays up. I just play tunes from the 1970s that I remember and um, I just like link them up and I have, you know, country tunes in there, reggae tunes in, ska tunes in, um, progressive rock, kind of sugary pop tunes. And I just cram, cram as many in an hour, a few reminiscences, a bit of me warbling. And I do that every Sunday night on Leighton Buzz Radio. And you can find us on Facebook as Leighton Buzz Radio. Or if you want to go to um, my page on Facebook, it's, um, it's Johnny Murph. And, um, and, and you'll find out details about how to log in on the show there. So it'd be lovely to um, lovely to have what's, your company, and called? it's a really fun yeah. hour. What is the show called? Your your section of you know what? Yeah, that is a great that's a great idea. You know what? Plug when you plug in a show. Remember to to plug <laughs> the show by by telling what the name is, and that's never let old people on your podcast, guys. I just give that piece of advice. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> the name of it's a 1970s show, and it's called Plenty of Seventies. Cool on Leighton Buzz and Radio. Do um, do Buzz um, Radio online? Do they have it where you can just Get the show twenty four seven, or do you have to listen live? Well, um, yeah, the, the the show's broadcast live, but um, there is also if you go onto the Leighton Buzz Radio website, which is www.leightonbuzzradio.co.uk, they have a listen again section, mm. and you just go to the shows, and uh, mine is in there. It's called Plenty of Seventies. Just click on that, and you will hear what last nice. week's show was. Perfect. Look at that, Gareth is excited. I am. I and am, if you've got I, any I requests, then show. just get. Get your requests in. I'm yeah, happy to play take some, requests uh, and play them and all that kind of thing. So, oh, what, what time is it running live out there? If we can, what time is the live show? Yeah, uh, the, the the show runs on a Sunday at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Perfect. and then repeated again. Um, the recording, the rewind is on um, a Monday at seven o'clock. Cool. Ooh. I'm going to check it out. So then we, I there didn't we really go. put that together too well. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked me all those questions. Cause, yeah. <laughs> just listen, just listen to me. I'm on a radio station. Yeah, just listen in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they invented radio. You can just find me. I'm near me, show. Um, <laughs> you find me on there. I'm somewhere there. Probably behind a chair over there. <laughs> yeah. Can I make a request, Johnny? Yeah, go far away. Can it be First True Love Affair by Jimmy Ross? Yes, it can. <clears throat> there we go. True there we go. Affair. Stay tuned. What does that song love mean affair. to you now? Then? You Ross. said it as if it meant something to you. Yeah. Is it like... It's just a, just a great disco track. Nice. It's a disco fun track. Uh, funky track, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's there. That is in, sir. That there is you go. In. Actually, I don't know if it came out in the 70s or not, though. That's the only track problem. I will have to find it in uh, the 70s. If not, I will slip 80, it in as... 81. Oh. 81. Uh, okay, uh, okay. You might have to find a different funky track. tune for me, but you know what? If I, I, I can, I do do a fr- I do do a Friday afternoon a thing called a buzzy music mix. Mm. Um, during the day, we have kind of like you know a normal kind of playlist and pop tunes and stuff, rather than more specialist things that happen kind of in the evenings, like eighties and nineties and stuff. And um, I can I can slip that in there for you oh, on a Friday go. afternoon I'll, between I'll two and it. four. Don't you worry, and I and I will give you a big shout out as well. So I'll let you know, I'll record it and send it to you as well. Oh, I'm excited. I'm coming up the A505 to high-five you when I come can. On, come on along. Yeah. <laughs> now, Johnny, I was born in the 70s, okay? I'm going to give you yeah, the yeah, title 70s. of the song that was number one when I was born. Can you tell me which Gosh. year I was born? Oh, my Lord. Okay. okay. It should um, be, it's, I'll have a go. It's Dancing Queen. Was that 1977? Ooh, almost. <laughs> 76, September. Oh! oh. That was good, though. That was really good, Johnny. Oh. I think that's a pass. Damn. Um, do, yeah. I'm getting oh, that- old. 
Getting old now. <laughs> it's like the episode of The Chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that's that's now that could be a pub drinking game, the chase, couldn't it really? But that's another story. I think um, we've turned it into one, haven't we, Chris? At one oh, point damn, right. oh, well, honestly, I'm never, game, see, yeah, that, that's brutal. a thing now, Gareth. I'm never gonna forget that now that's nineteen seventy six. Because yeah. you know you'd... Thank you to our guest, our final guest, Mr. Johnny Murph, for introducing everyone to the world of Mr. TNT comedy, one of the greatest comedy nights on the London scene, and also proving that South London is basically GTA in real life and if you want to get hold of us for season four drop us a line at the podcast at gmail.com follow us on the twitter and instagram handles of the same name we hope to be in touch soon and even though Nalin said johnny's our final guest we are hoping to do another season hopefully <laughs> so this is the end of season three and we'll hopefully see you again for season four yes yeah, thank you for everyone for listening in yeah, thanks cheers for to listening. all the guests yeah. <laughs> bye. Bye. bye we've linked with a small cornish gin company we can get you 10% off and a free gift. Use the promo code PODCRAWL. Check out the link in the bio, ladies and gentlemen, for 10% off gin.